0: What's up, everybody? We are back and better than ever. And, of course, you know, the time spent away was good, but I am so glad to have some new hosts joining the ACC Roundup. We are going to talk to Brad Klein today. He is going to give us the insight of Locked on Syracuse, how the show has been revamped. Maybe we'll talk a little Dino Babers. We'll talk a little Coach Beheim. Everyone knows here that I'm a big Babers fan, so I got a lot of things to go over with Brad. Stick around because it's going to be a good one.
1: You are locked on Syracuse. Your daily podcast on the Syracuse Orange, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team
0: every day. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to today's edition of Locked On ACC. Of course, I'm your host, Candice excited to have you join us each and every day making me your first listen followed by all of my acc crew you know we have five different co-hosts every single day we try and make it fun for you so we hope you come back leave us five stars reviews all of that good stuff on today's episode as i mentioned at the top of the show we've got brad klein the newest host of locked on syracuse he is going to give us the inside scoop and i'm super excited to have him brad welcome to the show
1: Thanks. Good to be here. Uh, kind of a dream come true to be talking about ACC Syracuse, because I grew up talking about Big East Syracuse, so this is big Okay.
0: <laughs> yeah, no doubt. Are you from the area?
1: I am from New Jersey. Grew up in a Syracuse okay. family. I've got baby pictures of myself in orange, and I could send you the little Syracuse jumpsuit jump picture that I have, and I
0: Please. I show
1: everyone when they ask, but yeah, kind of born into it through and through.
0: Oh, absolutely. What part of New Jersey are you from?
1: Essex County, about 20 minutes outside of Newark.
0: Okay. My family is from Morristown, and we also oh, yeah. have some people in Montclair. So, yeah, small world, all family, I'm sure. But I'm so excited to have you take over, and I know there's so many good things happening with Syracuse. But Before we get into the stories of Syracuse, i got to hear your background a bit. What have you done in the past in terms of covering Syracuse? Tell us your story, and we're going to talk a little bit about what fans can expect for you from your show.
1: Yeah. So spent the past four years as a student at Syracuse. And when you're a student at Syracuse and you're a broadcasting student at Syracuse, that means that you're covering the teams. That's football, yeah. it's basketball, it's lacrosse, too. So whether it's for the student TV station, Citrus TV, student radio, WJPZ, especially WAER, the NPR station on campus, and then outlets like Orange Fizz, is a Syracuse blog recruiting sphere as well, uh, I got a chance to dip my toes in every bit of. Syracuse basketball and football. And that's prepared me for lockdown Syracuse in a big way.
0: No doubt. And what would you say is your favorite? Do you like being on camera? Do you like writing? Cause I'm really not an on camera girl. I'm growing like locked on ACC has helped me grow to put my face out here. But I would say if I could just be in the background on some radio, I'd be good to go. What's your favorite?
1: Uh, I agree with you now, especially because <laughs> I'm down here. I live in Alabama now and the okay. air conditioning is broken. So I am probably a little sweatier than I wanted to be. And it's so, good. yeah, today it's not where we want to be on camera. That's, that's, <laughs> that's your fault. And I blame you. So I'm just
0: confused as to how the AC is not working down there in Alabama. I just did a radio show and I was in North Carolina and the AC was broken. So I think everyone's just adjusting to the fact that it's getting warmer outside. All the buildings can't handle it. Like what's the deal?
1: It's probably all my fault. Being from New Jersey, living in Syracuse, I wanted it way too cold and I'm sure I just busted the system. So it's definitely on me.
0: (laughs) No doubt about it. What brought you to Alabama from being from Jersey
1: working in minor league baseball and, uh, yeah, so I'm down here working for the Birmingham Barons, A White Sox, and uh, getting to keep in the Syracuse loop is something that I'm very fortunate to do because my co-host will be joining me in May, Matt Bonaparte. He actually approached me for the idea, and we've been working together for years at Syracuse. Okay. So I was kind of having some Syracuse, uh, I don't know, uh, fever, I guess yeah. you could say, when I'm down sure. here in Alabama. Because I realize just like that, it all comes to a halt. And I get my piece of paper in May come commencement time. And once that's over, I'm done as a student. But the good news is, unexpectedly, I'm not done covering this team.
0: Yeah, no doubt about it. We actually have another ACC co-host, J.J. Jackson, who lives in Alabama. but He covers the Blue Devils. So look at that small family. I, mean, I guess everyone needs to be in Alabama in order to cover the ACC. It's fine. Totally fine. Yeah,
1: that's fine. I'll stick around <laughs> as long as the air conditioning works.
0: I'm saying so. When people are listening to your show, they're excited. They're coming to listen to Syracuse football, basketball, all of the legs, a little bit of lacrosse action. What can people expect from you and Matt?
1: I think we're going to be the voice of the people. I, I don't—we're okay. not your typical Syracuse media members, and and I think that's what makes Locked On so special is that it's your team every day, and it's a podcast by fans for fans, and that's awesome because. We both grew up Syracuse fans. I think I started rooting for the team at a bit of a younger age. Again, I have those baby pictures. Might make it my profile picture come graduation (laughs) time. I might for a brief moment. But uh, (laughs) so we have that foundation. And then together, that's the other thing, is that we've been working together for so long. So I don't expect, especially when it comes to join me for the show in May, I don't expect any growing pains whatsoever. We're going to hit the ground running because – We're friends, and it's going to sound like that. So we have that foundation as fans. We have that foundation together. And then there's the element of we understand this team from the fans' perspective and from a media coverage perspective. We've been in that press conference room with Jim Beheim after a tough loss, and we understand the look that he gives you when you ask a stupid question. (laughs) Not firsthand experience. I was just going to say. (laughs) but we're going to be able to translate some of those grunts and some of those looks for the fans yeah. at home that might have a lot of questions.
0: Okay, now because Matt's not here, he can't speak for himself. Who's the more intense fan oh. or even media guy? Like, who's the intense one who's going to get a little loud? <laughs> sure, yeah. or even the one who's going like, to, he's going to belabor the point. He's going to make sure you know what side he's on, on the fence.
1: That's a good question. I think we're kind of yin and yang in that sense. <laughs> um, I, probably him for most of the stuff, but I'm okay. going to die on a few different cliffs. I'm not going to okay. give up my position. I will say that he and I are notorious for disagreeing on Barama Sadibe. That's our okay. one tug-of-war bugaboo, Barama Sadibe, <laughs> And we will never agree on it, no matter okay. what happens. So yeah, we, both, we both have our points, and it's going to take a lot to convince us on anything, but there are a few of them that we're not even going to listen. You're wrong, and we know it. <laughs>
0: No doubt about that. All right, you hold right there, because I do want to ask you about one of my favorite coaches. I've gone to war for this guy a couple times. You know, Babers, he's on the fence for a lot of people, but for me especially, I want to love him hard, but a lot of people tell me I need to let that love go. But first, I want to remind you fans that at this time of year, we all know he's trying to get – right for the summertime. You want to get that body together? You got to try Built Bar. Built Bar is one of the best tasting protein bars ever. And if you have not yet, you have to try Puffs. If you have not, you're missing out on a great tasting protein infused marshmallow. They're fluffy. They're marshmallowy. They're not just a protein bar. They're a treat. They're 100% covered in real chocolate. Puffs are a fan favorite with some incredible flavors. Yummy cinnamon churro, coconut marshmallow, banana cream pie. So freaking good. All Bill Bars are 100% covered in real chocolate, low calorie, high protein. Replace your candy bar with these. Go to build.com right now, use promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your order. Again, going to build.com using promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off next order and after you grab your delicious treat from built bar you have to quickly get next to our next partner has a product that i use mm, there it is i use literally every day (laughs) i started talking ag1 because i'm all about getting right i'm telling you summertime you want to get everything together i consume ag1 because i love to feel good about myself good energy simplicity and especially great for my digestion. So I'm strongly encouraging you guys to get, to make it easy. Athletic greens is going to give you a free one year supply of immune supporting vitamin D and five travel, five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash college and that's us athleticgreens.com slash college to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. So we're rocking and rolling here with Brad Klein the newest host of Locked on Syracuse. He will be joined in May with time this show will air with Matt Bonaparte. Is it Bonaparte? Is that what It's it is? Bonaparte,
1: but please call okay, him Bonaparte. Bonaparte. I want you to do
0: it. <laughs> I you will learn quickly have a great time with names here on the show. I try my best, but you know, I always extend myself some grace. One name I cannot get wrong obviously though is Dino Babers. This guy, I've gone to war for plenty of times here on the show. I think as an African-American head coach in a Power Five conference, you always get a lot of scrutiny. So I'm always a little more soft. But Ken Gibbs of Lockton Pack has told me you got to you know, take the coach for who he is. And that's just what it is. Syracuse, this might be the last go for Babers. I want to know your thoughts about Babers and just how you feel like this football team is going to do this season in a very tough Atlantic Division conference.
1: Yeah, I will say that. A few years ago, Dino Baber signs an extension, and we still don't know how much he's making a year. Okay. But what we do know is that that extension was lucrative enough to buy him some extra time. And whether that's a good thing or bad thing, you can make that argument. But I thought last year was a make it or break it year. They don't make a bowl game, and he's back. And I think it's just going to cost the university too much money to part with him that far in advance of the expiration of his contract. So, there is that, I do will say this is probably his make it or break it year. And I think for Dino, it just comes down to two things. One, recruiting. And I was talking about this on the show yesterday, is that Dino Babers was brought in as a player's coach. And in college, player's coach means that you're relatable. And if you're relatable, then you should be, in the living rooms with the 16, 17-year-olds convincing them that they should spend every 5 a.m. with you. And so far, that hasn't really happened. The crown jewel of Dino Baber's recruiting is probably Tommy DeVito, and I don't think it's uh, crazy to use the B word with DeVito, and that's bust. It didn't go well, and now he's (laughs) playing elsewhere, right? So Mm -hmm. that is something that Syracuse fans are concerned about. The other thing is that he needs to win in November. They go 0-3 mm-hmm. in November and come up one game shy of a bowl game, and that's nothing new. He is notorious for collapsing in the final month. And I don't know what exactly is the source behind that, but if it becomes a theme, if it becomes a motif, then it, it's hard not to look at the head coach. That said, I like the guy, and I think he yeah. could be the man for the job. But it's hard to continue to make that argument if you are getting three stars, having them compete against five stars and four stars in the ACC, and hoping they play at an elevated level. It's happened with Deuce Chestnut. It's happened with Andre Sisco, who's in the NFL, and Afantu Melafonu in the secondary. It's been big, but mm-hmm. these three stars have ceilings, and it's not where Syracuse needs
0: a hundred percent. And when you just talk about position groups, is there a need that you're like, I feel like the quarterback position is one in the ACC to where if you don't have a competitive quarterback, you're going to have a hard season period because there's just too many that are good. And then you look at the defensive across the board. It's pretty incredible. And as you mentioned, Tommy DeVito and what's my guy who can't throw for, you know, a can of paint. Ooh, Garrett Schrader. My guy, Schrader, who cannot throw yeah. 10 yards. It was a long season for Syracuse. I mean, you had my running back, Sean Tucker. Is it Sean Tucker?
1: Yep. Oh, yeah. Sean Ooh, Tucker there is Sean the Tucker, my guy. Of <laughs> don't, hey, don't forget that name because he's going to be at Syracuse for one more year. And then you're going to have to start talking about him this time of year with the NFL draft. So he's 100%. that good. And he has a chance to be a day one pick and that is a dramatic thing to say for anyone from Syracuse but for a running back who those that position has kind of fallen off into the second Mm -hmm. third round he has a chance if he continues to play this way to catch the eye of a team at the end of the first round that's the way I feel about Sean Tucker and he's gonna have that chance because Syracuse doesn't have that much else going for it in its offense. So he's going to be that first, second, and third down back.
0: Sure. Do you think they're finally going to give him the coveted jersey? They're still going to make him wait. I don't think
1: it's a waiting (laughs) game at this point. I think if you were going to give it to him, if you're going to give Sean Tucker 44, you do it last year. I think the ship Mm -hmm. has already sailed. And I don't even know if he wants it. I think Mm -hmm. Sean Tucker, you have to understand where Sean Tucker comes from. Okay, Tucker Mm -hmm. is a three-star recruit. Not a lot of teams were in on him. The Alabamas of the world didn't care, right? And Syracuse brings him in. He was like the fourth guy on the depth chart. And then Jarvion Howard, Abdul Adams, despite playing, I'm making up a number, but ballparking 15 snaps in Syracuse jerseys combined. They just fell for the NFL draft on the COVID year. And then some injuries happen. Sean Tucker is handed the starting role. And he's been on a mission to prove himself his entire collegiate career. And he's still doing it. And he doesn't have that much else to prove. And yet he's still doing it. So 44 is awesome. But Tucker's trying to make sure that 34 lasts as well.
0: You know, and he reminds me a lot of Kenneth Walker III from Michigan State last season. Guys yep. who just, you know, you find your right groove, you find the right spot, and you can kind of take off. And I think that's going to be him this season. And hopefully, you know, I don't think that Syracuse is a terrible team. I think they put bad games together at the wrong time, right? You, like You look at the Wake Forest game last year absolutely a game they should have won they were right there in it and then you got guys like AT Perry and Jaquari Jaquari Robeson doing their thing and I think it's just like ah uh, you know you got NFL guys who just figured it out four or five star recruits as you mentioned trying to compete against three star guys then it gets into coaching but you make some coaching changes and now you're giving yourself a chance to be very competitive and so if you were going to say right now in the eight division how competitive do you feel like Syracuse is going to be
1: they're going to be competitive. I okay. think they're going to have a chance. The thing about Syracuse is they have a chance to win almost every game they play in the ACC. Yes. But they don't win many. And <laughs> and there are so many different factors that go into it. They lost a couple of games last year, and that's a lot, if you want to call a couple two, That's mm-hmm. a lot of games because of clock management alone. And that's yeah. probably something that goes back to Dino Babers, right? timeouts at some weird times and mm-hmm. and it does matter in the long run also special teams was garbage Tr- trishes, last yeah. now they didn't have a special teams coordinator which is insane for a power <laughs> five ACC team now they have one and it's probably going to fix things because you still have one of the best kickers in the nation and your special yeah. teams was terrible last year that said i think they'll be competitive in almost every game i don't know yeah. if in, in the fourth quarter they're going to have the depth and the talent that you need to win consistently in the ACC. But they could have beaten NC State last year. They could have beaten Rockers last year. They didn't, and mm-hmm. I think that they're probably going to come short of a, come up short of a bowl game again. But they're going to be pretty close.
0: Yeah. And you know, it's crazy bringing it back home to recruiting and, you know, closing out here on Dino. I feel like the lore of going to Syracuse doesn't have the same effect as it once did because for whatever reason, guys are figuring out other places. And so for someone who has spent many a years in Syracuse, what would you say would be the best draw for somebody who's trying to go there, whether it's for football or basketball?
1: Yeah. Well, it's different. I would say for, well, There is one common denominator, I would say, between both sports. And uh, basketball, I'm a little shaky on football. It's play right away. Deuce Mm -hmm. Chestnut was a high three-star recruit, and some people had him as a four-star, most as a three. Okay, so he could have gone to, quote-unquote, better programs than Syracuse. But he comes in, he starts right away at cornerback as a true freshman and he's turning some heads, and he's making some really big plays, and he's got right. these awesome interceptions on his highlight reel, and the internet has taken notice. Now, there were some growing pains, and there were plenty of times when Deuce got burnt because he wasn't experienced enough, he wasn't mm-hmm. fast enough, strong enough, you name it, but he didn't get pulled. Syracuse mm-hmm. would not pull him because, A, they didn't have anyone else, and, B, they know, they know what he's capable of. So right. that's really good for a football team to – have the ability to say to big time recruits, hey, come here and play football instead of watch people a year or two older than you play basketball. It's a little strange because Jim Bayheim has not always been the most freshman friendly coach, but <laughs> yeah. you've got a bunch of freshmen coming in six mm-hmm. to be exact for this coming class. And the class of 2022 has been the talk of town for the past two, three years, honestly. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. And he said earlier this season that at least three freshmen are going to start, which is unprecedented but Jim Bay, I'm asked to change something with the way that team is trending.
0: You know, it definitely has to change, but such a good point about guys want to play right away because in the era of transfer reporter, what everybody wants to shot right now, I think that's a nail on the head of why I go places like Syracuse. But I do want to talk about Bayheim because I think we got to end on a good note because there are a lot of positive things happening for Syracuse basketball, but first BetOnline.net is your number one source for all of your betting stats and sports information. Find all of the latest sports developments, league reviews and news and, including this year's basketball playoffs and the start of Major League Baseball. BetOnline is your continued source for all of your sport wagering information from live betting to playoffs, esports, and more. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. BetOnline is where the game starts. So we're wrapping up here with Brad a client of Locked on Syracuse, the new Locked on Syracuse host that you can find him available anywhere you listen to podcasts. And pretty soon he and his crew will be up on YouTube, but they are going to get you excited about basketball season for sure. As he mentioned, three freshmen will be starting Bayheim. Is he on retirement watch? Doubt it. Everyone feels like he's going to have to roll. They're going to roll him out <laughs> of the carrier dome one of these days, but the Bayheim, the buddy Bayheims the Jim Bayheim era, it seems to be leaving. Right, but he gotta go sometime. So now you have this just new air of guys who are coming and stepping up. And I think you have a lot of potential here with Syracuse basketball. There's a lot of things to be excited about.
1: Yeah. Well, Syracuse basketball is gonna be a lot different than it was last year, pretty much polar opposite. Because last season, you are the team of transfers and you're the mm-hmm. team of Beheim and his family and his friends, right? You have Savior <laughs> Torrance, a Syracuse native, not a very uh, big time deal out of high school. Didn't choose Syracuse, was offered, went to Marquette. He comes back. Cole Swider was damaged goods in Villanova playing 15 <laughs> minutes a game. He comes and starts right away. Jimmy Beheim is a grad senior from Cornell, but his last yeah. name is Beheim so he starts. Buddy's the heartbeat of the team, and Joe Gerard is Buddy's best friend. And no matter what Syracuse <laughs> fans want, Jim Beheim is going to start Joe Girard until he croaks. So <laughs> you got that team last year. Now
0: yeah. JG
1: three is still there. Consider this as Jerry McNamara year after Carmelo Anthony left, after the O three championship. It became G Mac's team. Mm-hmm. And that's a decent comp, G Mac and Joe Girard, the way they play. So sure. consider this a G MAC year for Joe Girard, his final season. And he's going to be surrounded by freshmen. He's going to be surrounded by the thirty third overall recruit according to ESPN, Judah Mintz. Probably a point guard with JG three moving to the two. And then after that, it's a lot of youth. You have Jesse Edwards at the five. He's Mm -hmm. experienced everyone else in the rotation. is going to be new. You've got Quidier Copeland is a six foot six point guard, prototypical SU point guard at the top of the two, three zone, plenty of length. Chris Bunch is a small forward that a lot of people are looking at as a guy with a lot of potential Malik Brown is ready to play yesterday the way he's built at six foot nine. And then Justin Taylor is the closest you're going to get to Buddy Behime without Buddy Behime, a shooter, yeah. can play him two, can place him three. So Syracuse has all the pieces. The question is, will they be able to figure all of it out and will they be able to expedite that growing process that they haven't had to go through the past couple of years?
0: Yeah, I think I see a lot of growth potential for Jesse Edwards. You kind of saw it before the injury; like there, there's there was opportunity there for him. And I think also with you starting three freshmen, well, with,
1: if, if Jesse doesn't get hurt, he's probably the most improved player in the ACC. Hundred percent. That, thing is that when he was on the floor, and that's a big thing to say because he was hurt <laughs> at the end of the year and foul trouble plagued his season. Okay, mm-hmm. but when he was on the floor. There were times when he was unstoppable, really first on the scene in the battle for Atlantis. And that is the guy that Syracuse fans have been looking for since Raheem <laughs> Christmas's senior year. Yeah. Oh my God, we don't have a center. Oh my God, our center is paper thin. Oh my God, our center is yeah. a power forward. Well, now you have one, and can he stay on the floor? That's the only yeah. question.
0: 100% and you know with the youth not necessarily being something that everyone relishes at but if you think about this day of college basketball yeah you might have a freshman but they absolutely have the opportunity to stay a bit, little bit longer with these new NIL deals I think the opportunity to grow under a Bayhime, a seasoned Hall of Fame coach why not do that for as long as you can I and mean, we looked at guys like Carolina who don't see their names on draft boards deciding to return I think that may make for a dangerous and really good Syracuse team if you give it a year or two
1: yeah, I agree. And and tell me, you bring up NIL. I kind of want someone else's opinion on this. I mentioned <laughs> sure. this on the show uh, a couple shows ago. So here's the deal. I think that Syracuse, people think I'm insane about this. <laughs> I think Syracuse, the city, mm-hmm. is perfect for NIL. Yes. And this is coming from someone who lived there the past four years, went to Tully's when he was eight, and <laughs> I know Syracuse well. It's really yeah. old, cool. But I think it's perfect because the basketball team especially – That's the pro team in town. That's the team Mm -hmm. that people care about. And a school like Louisville, too, I think makes a lot of sense. But you start thinking about the UCLA's, the USC's of the world. Sure, it's LA, and sure it's California. But I don't think any high school kid, any 17, 18-year-old wants to compete with Justin Herbert on an NIL deal. So (laughs) I think Syracuse makes a lot of sense for guys like Judah Mintz and above to go. hasn't really caught on yet i think syracuse as an athletic department has a lot to do to hone that but i think they've been dealt a winning hand
0: absolutely i hate that it's still such the wild wild west and there's not really great legislation in place for like all schools to go by but that's the name of the game i feel like it's been like that for a long time but you're right college towns are a great place for young kids if you really want to have the car dealership have the town pub you know whatever you want to do like somebody's going to give you an opportunity just so they can say they're associated with the Syracuse basketball team in some form or fashion right they're like oh maybe you can give me a t-shirt from jimmy ba- like coach Beheim. like that's how yeah. people are i'll throw you fifteen thousand for that right so yeah and it
1: was so it was so new last year so we don't Really know? I think this coming year will be the determining year. Mm-hmm. But the first year of NIL was mostly Beheim's, and yes. it was like, "Well, Jimmy gets a billboard on this side of '81, <laughs> and on the other side of '81, it's going to go to Buddy." I'm not kidding. I'm driving to <laughs> campus. I see, no joke, Buddy billboards. It's not, oh I'm not my even God. I don't even know what the ad was. It was just Buddy Bayheim twirling a basketball on his finger, and it said buddy billboards. And I just thought to myself, okay, cool. Uh, I enjoy it, but what does NIL look like in Syracuse? If your last name is not Bayheim, we're going to figure that out this year and there's a lot of nil stuff that will be figured out this year too
0: yeah it'll be very interesting because last year every time i went to like acc kickoffs all guys would be like we want to keep the main thing the main thing and now you hear everybody talking about their different sources or whatever they got going on so totally get that we are going to wrap the show up here by letting everyone know how excited should people be to come listen to locked on syracuse every day
1: oh man uh (laughs) as excited as i am to do it because i i so, okay. So I started the show on a Thursday and again, it's all by myself I'm waiting for Matt Bonaparte to get there. It's going to be better with bones, by the way, but it's still pretty good now. Uh, I started it on Thursday, did it on Friday. The weekend was boring. It was bad. And maybe, I mean, I just, I was just excited to get back and talk about it yeah. because that's what I like to do. and And it's going to be like talking to a friend and being in on that conversation for our listeners is going to be exciting. Uh, interacting with our listeners already on Twitter has been amazing and incorporating their suggestions and their feelings and their frustrations, even though it's the summer and there's really not that much to be frustrated about count on Syracuse fans to do it. Incorporating that into the show has been awesome. Uh, What should they expect? Again, it's going to be, it's a podcast by fans for fans.
0: Love that. Love that. And I feel like I have to call him either Matty Ice or Bones or whatever nickname we got going on here. Matty
1: Ice works. Uh, I feel like right. if you're going to do something, you either call him Bones, bone party because... Bone-a-Party.
0: You know, yeah. Bona party,
1: or, or just go full Napoleon at that
0: point. Okay. Okay. Great. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make sure I get him on the show so he can give his two cents about who is the more intense <laughs> co-host. But please remind these folks of where they can find you on socials. Follow all of your good work.
1: Yeah, check me out on Twitter at BradKlein15. I want to teach Bones' on Twitter, too. He's a pretty good follower. The funny Please thing do. about Bones is that he's double-dipping. So he's doing Locked On Syracuse. He's also doing Locked On Blue Jays. So if you are okay. a Blue Jays and Syracuse fan, which is not the most unheard of thing because we're kind of close to the Canadian border, then sure. Bones is the only follow that you need on this earth. But he's Matt Love underscore that. Bonaparte as in Napoleon, but not Napoleon. And check us out on Twitter. We're very involved. We're interacting with you. If you comment on Locked On Syracuse's post, we're going to be interacting, and you're going to hear from us immediately because we're not going down without a fight on these Syracuse debates.
0: Oh, I cannot wait to listen to these shows. I'm super excited. We're going to have to have you back, especially during football and basketball season. Brad, it is such a pleasure to have you. Welcome to the team. Welcome to the conference crew. We we hold it down here. I think ACC is the best, but I am 100% biased in that regard. Guys, make sure you guys come back every single day. Locked on ACC podcast. You can follow at Locked on ACC. Follow at Candace Cooper on Twitter. Make sure you listen. Five-star reviews. All of that good stuff for Candace Cooper and Brad Klein. Until next time.